the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Radio MD. We're coming at you on AM and FM, also on YouTube and Facebook. And you can pick us up live on the web at drbillradiomd.com. Click listen live with your headphone on. Or you can go to theanswer.com and go to the Sunday shows and click listen live. Or I guess you can just click listen live if you're going on there right now. We also have all the shows archived both on my website and at the radio station's website, theanswer.com. So you can hear me anytime you want. Oh, boy, isn't that special? Hey, I got a big announcement, Ken. Guess what? What's that, sir? I'm going to the Super Bowl. Oh, 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 really? Absolutely. Now, the NFL has graciously given free 7,500 tickets, which is a third of the seats that they've sold, to frontline healthcare workers who've gotten both doses of the vaccine and had entered their lottery, which I did. And I'm hearing a lot of my colleagues complaining, well, I didn't get a ticket. Well, you didn't open your email at dinner. So <laughs> there you go. So I got a ticket and I've rented a, or I've got a car, 15 passenger van lined up and I'm getting all the folks at St. Pete General who won tickets and want to ride out. We're going to go out together and we're going to have a ball, baby. You should see all the outfit I've got going on, Ken. I have had a special pirate, you know, buccaneer jacket made, not Tampa Bay buccaneer, but, you know, like a real 17th century buccaneer jacket, you know, with the, uh, with the knee high coat and the cuffs and all the buttons and everything. And I'm having a pair of pants to match. I bought me a big old buccaneer hat and, uh, I've got some appliques to iron on to a shirt. Oh boy, I'm going to have fun. I'm telling you, this is going to be cool, baby. Well, cool. don't forget to uh, swipe the patch from the ophthalmology department. You just want to, going to have to have a patch over one eye. I, I, that drives me crazy. But you're a pirate. You got to have a patch. All right. I'll yeah, get, gotta a get a patch for you. Put a I'll hole in it. I'll get a patch for you. Now, they won't let you take in anything that looks like a weapon, so I can't well, have a scabbard or a sword. No, probably not. <laughs> Dang. And you can't bring in your own booze either. That that really scrogs me, I tell you. Well, I'm so jealous. Well, have fun, buddy. Oh, my. I am so excited. I've been running around the hospital all week, and, and I got one of those uh, face-covering bandanas, you know, that stretch over your whole neck and face with the buccaneers on it, the mm-hmm. heart our Tampa Bay Buccaneers logo, so everybody knows I'm on the way. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> so uh, you're going to go right from the show then and go right over there to uh, Raymond James, I take it. 
Well, it doesn't start till 6.30. I don't want to go out that early. Now, somebody said there's a concert in the stadium, but I don't know. That I hadn't heard about yet. But I'm sure there's tons uh, of things that, to do around there. Yeah. yeah, you can go to the the uh, the Super Bowl experience, but you have to buy a ticket, and I think the tickets are all sold oh, out. probably by now, yeah. Oh, well, you still got the game. That's going to be cool. Where are your seats? Well, we're looking for you. You know, I don't know where they're going to seat us. We will get our tickets Monday or Tuesday by... Uh, on our cell phones, there'll be e-tickets, and uh, then we'll know what our seating is. But I'm I'm guessing, I'm thinking they'll probably keep us all together since we're all immune, we're all vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, and uh, But I don't know. They may spread us around. Who knows? Hmm. I hope they don't put us up in the nosebleed section. Well, break, make a sign that says something like, you know, toenail study called 7... <laughs> Can you do that? Can you bring a sign sure. in? I, I imagine so. Why not? Well, then I'm going to bring in a Dr. Bill, your radio MD there, sign. There How you go. Yeah. What do you think about that? It's all about the toenail study. So. That'll show them, won't it? <laughs> Don't let the opportunity pass you by, Doc. Oh, no. You never miss an opportunity to pump yourself up there a little bit. If you're going to be on camera, take full advantage of it. Hey, I know I'll be on camera because my outfit is just awesome. I'm paying big bucks to get this jacket made. I had to find some little old lady up in Clearwater, little old Greek lady, Zoe, and she agreed to do it in the time frame I had set. So Monday at lunchtime, I have to run up to Clearwater from St. Pete, which is, as you know, about a 30-minute drive up there. On a normal day, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, she's going to do the fitting then. And okay. so. Well, then that make sure you be... get it on your Facebook so we all get to see it if we... Oh, yeah, I'm going to take pictures, and we'll get that on Facebook and YouTube and wherever else we can get it on. So that should be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. Is that you or me? That is Roger. He says oh. he can't hear you. So, well, I'm sorry to hear that, Roger. <laughs> um, I don't know why that. that's probably my equipment, so uh, I'll have to figure that out, Roger. I'm sorry about that. Uh, we will... We will work on that, and we're, at least we're streaming live. And I wanted to talk, first of all, about President Trump. You know, he's been impeached, and so they're going to have a trial, I guess, next week, huh? Yeah, that's well, yeah. I think, yeah, sometime February 7th, I think, was the first day, wasn't it? I don't know how they can impeach a guy who's not even in office, but apparently they're going to try, or they're going to try and find him guilty. It's just a bunch of show, you know. And uh, even Joe Biden said, hey, let's get on with the business of running the government. Uh, whatever Joe's doing, I'm not sure. But, oh, by the way, uh, the president has parted ways with his legal team, or part of his legal team anyway, because I guess he wants to bring up the the vote, you know, what he sees as the the, uh, crooked uh, vote, the crooked uh, election. And uh, they said, well, no, we're not going to be part of that. And I, you know, I think that it might be time for him to let that go and start fighting a different fight. But he doesn't have to show up at all. I mean, there's no fight there. It's un- it's unconstitutional. Well, that's true. Ken said it's unconstitutional for those of you who are watching on YouTube and Facebook <laughs> and you. can't hear him. <laughs> Sorry, but, <dude. laughs> uh, but I, I think that that the Democrats don't really much care about what's constitutional, what's not constitutional. They don't even think that the Constitution is relevant to our our life, our our way of government. And they're going to try to change that to see where Joe has set up a a committee to reform the Supreme Court, which means pack it. So 
I hadn't heard that one yet. He's reforming the Supreme Court, eh? Yep, that's his... Reforming. He set this up. Interesting word to use. Yeah. And then, oh, by the way, you know, several cities have uh, announced that they're going to lift restrictions on indoor dining at bars and restaurants, so on and so forth, uh, right after Joe takes the White House. So I guess somehow Joe magically made the virus uh, go away and uh, be less contagious. So now the Democratic cities can open up some. Uh, this is just unbelievable. It's all but, pretty, it's all way, pretty sad, Doc. It really is. It's it is pretty sad. Ken's saying it's pretty sad, and and I agree. But you know what are you going to do? I mean, they're in. They've temporarily got the power, and I don't see anything worth fighting over just yet. I think we may get there eventually, as I've said over the past two decades that we're headed for a civil war. But I don't think we're there yet. Um, now I do think though that. We're going to see a lot more federal intrusion into our lives, both both tax-wise, personal-wise. And, and the Biden administration has announced that they will do the opposite of what Trump was doing for the virus, which was to allow the states to make a lot of decisions as to um, wearing masks and social distancing and all that. Now, the Biden administration said, well, we're going to be more involved and we're going to mandate certain things and i see where they have mandated mask on airlines well i mean some of this is just kind of silly because they've already been mandated by the airline companies themselves yeah amtrak did that already so did the so did the uh, airlines did it yeah. that's right and, and probably uh, greyhound too i mean i'm sure nobody greyhound all the bus lines yeah, i'm sure yeah. but a little behind on that one mr president so uh, apparently now joe is all hip to uh, step in and tell the country how to do it. And uh, he's also allocated uh, millions and billions of dollars to get the vaccine out and to get 100,000 more healthcare workers uh, to be able to uh, administer the vaccine to people. And really the problem has been uh, the ability to distribute it. Uh, giving it is not a problem. There's tons of, of nurses and doctors who will volunteer and medical assistants. Uh, the problem is that the bureaucrats are trying to figure out how to distribute this. Give it to the doctors. We'll take care of it. You know, give us some general guidelines and we'll take care of it. But I think there's going to be more than enough doses of the vaccine out within the near future. And I think that we're going to uh, see at least half the population immunized by summer. What about the uh, new Johnson & Johnson that just is about, I guess, to be approved? Uh, Ken asked about the new Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And uh, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is going to be approved. There's no doubt about it. It is a live attenuated virus. It is not the coronavirus. It is an adenovirus, as I've said before. And the adenoviruses are cold viruses. Well, it's a cold virus that was passed through a strain of monkeys and has become weakened to the point where it will not infect humans. And what they did was pretty cool. They spliced in the piece of RNA, the genetic material from the coronavirus, the COVID virus, that encodes for the spike protein. So now you've got these little adenoviruses that are making coronavirus spikes, and that stimulates an immune response, but the adenovirus is not very infectious, so it doesn't get into our cells and, and do much damage. So we've got, uh, we've got another... Uh, vaccine that's coming out 
with a little bit different twist. Now, the two that are out in our country, uh, the Pfizer and the Moderna, are actually strands of the RNA that encode for the, the protein. And these little strands are packaged in material. Uh, one's packaged in a cholesterol uh, molecule. And that is also imbued with um, uh, a phospholipid, which is a, uh, an emulsifier so that it can dissolve in, in fluid because in water, because our blood's mostly water. So you got fat and water and you have to have it dissolve or it'll just float off and get stuck to the cell wall. And then those get taken up by the dendritic cells and the dendritic cells then unpackage these little pieces of RNA, lay it down on the ribosome, which is the factory where proteins are made. And then you've got these little carrier uh, molecules that bring in the amino acids, which are the building blocks of proteins. And they know where to put them because of the code on the RNA strand. And that makes actually makes the the spike protein of the uh, COVID virus. And then the little dendritic cells take that and push it out onto their cell membrane. And they send a signal out to the T lymphocytes. T lymphocytes come along, pick it up, and that starts the whole process of making the antibody to the virus. By the way, I got both doses. And so I feel pretty good about, uh, about not catching the virus. And I saw where... One of the uh, politicians said that he took both doses and he still tested positive for the virus. That doesn't mean that you are sick with the virus if you still are a carrier of it in your nose. Uh, it just means that you're a carrier. And we carry all kinds of things in our nose and throat and our gut. And on our skin, too. You know, I'm sure that half the healthcare workers in the country have staph in their nose. And uh, that doesn't mean that you're going to be infectious, but it does mean that you still have to wear your mask so you don't infect other people just in case. Uh, so you just have to be a little bit careful. Now, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is about 65% effective in United States trials. And the uh, two doses of the messenger RNA virus, uh, viral uh, vaccine from Moderna and from Pfizer are about 95%. You can probably get a second dose uh, of the Johnson & Johnson and get some more uh, effect out of it, but 65% is still pretty good. Uh, and I'm going to say that, that as far as having mass production and mass distribution, at this point, let's get whatever we can. If you know what I mean, Ken, let's so, take so, so, if you're, so if you're considering, if you have a choice, I don't even know if you have a choice when they call you in to get something, but... Uh... If you did have a choice, you would not. You would not go with the Johnson and Johnson if you had a choice. If I had a choice, Ken asked if if we had a choice, what vaccine would I take? I would take the messenger RNA vaccine. Now, a lot of people were afraid of that because they thought it would interfere with their with their native genetics. But as I explained on the show multiple times, mm -hmm. the RNA cannot get into the nucleus of the cell, which is where the DNA, the genetic material that tells the cells what to do and what to make. It can't get in there, and it, even if it could, it could not interface with the DNA because it's a it's a mirror image of the DNA, so it, it, it can't do anything. So like I said before, if you put your palms, your fingers, and your, and your thumb together in your palms, your hands look like they're identical. But if you then take one hand and put it on top of the other, you'll see they're not identical. The one thumb is sticking one way, and the other thumb is sticking the other way, and your fingers are, are lined up backwards. So 
it, it won't fit. It won't work, even if it could get in, but it can't. It's a one-way uh, gate for the RNA in the, in the nucleus of the cell. So the, the nucleus will only let uh, the RNA out. It won't let it in. So that's not a problem. So I think the messenger RNA vaccine is the future. Uh, it's uh, the fastest vaccine that we've ever developed. Uh, the adenovirus vaccines have been around for a while. This is the first uh, vaccine that has been made using this 21st century technology. It was really developed in the late 20th century, but Moderna and the guy who developed this, his team, they started their company in the early 2000s, and this is the first big rollout. And realize this came out, what, in less than a year? Less than a year. Yeah, what's, no the, aver- what's the average for a vaccine? For a vaccine? Oh, t- Two, three, four, five years yeah, minimum. No, it was really quite amazing. Yeah, yeah. Ken asked, "What's the what's the uh, time frame for a new vaccine?" And it's it's generally it's years because you have a phase three trial and and uh, the government has to go through all of this and you know it's a big process when you're dealing with the FDA and clinical trials. And by the way, I had to go and update my clinical trial with the uh, government yesterday. They sent me an email and said we need some something clarified here and uh it's it's pretty easy to do if you if you've done it you know how to do it but if you haven't done it you know it took me probably 100 200 hours just to read through all that stuff and figure it out it's a big big deal and you think about these these uh these companies that have these protocols so like for the Pfizer you're supposed to wait at least three weeks and Moderna four weeks before you get the second shot and they initially said you weren't supposed to intermix them. And I told uh, Ron Rasmussen, our, our medical director, he said, well, I'm, I'm concerned or we're not supposed to mix them. The FDA says don't mix them. And I said, who cares what the FDA says? That's a bunch of baloney. So a couple of weeks ago, the FDA quietly came out and said, oh, yeah, you can mix the two RNA viruses. If you get the Moderna first, you can get the Pfizer second or vice versa. So this is just a lot of... of uh, bureaucratic nonsense that you have to go through if you're going to have a clinical trial and these protocols you have to follow them or the uh, FDA will say well wait a minute we're not going to approve it well you know then they go back and look at it and say well you know it's an emergency and maybe we're over overreacting so let's not uh, let's not block this so we've got a lot that uh, we have to do and a lot of protocols that we have to follow in order to get something approved. And I know because I'm doing it with the toenail gel. And uh, even though mine is just a little itty bitty, nothing of a study and the product is, is, uh, is so benign and innocuous, still you have to go through all these steps and you have to present the data to them in a format that they approve. And it has to be, uh, you know, it has to have certain statistical analysis in it. And so it's a, it's, a, it's a big deal. And these big companies, you know, they have to run all this through their legal departments, through their ethics committee. And it's not like one little guy doing 20 or 30 patients in a, in a study. You know, they're doing tens of thousands. And uh, they've got uh, hundreds of millions of dollars they spend on, on this process. There are companies that do nothing but crunch the data for these companies. So it's a big deal. But I would take whatever whatever vaccine you can get your hands on, Ken. I, I don't think that it's going to much matter. Uh, I think that if you get 65% effect, you're good to go. In fact, I think probably one dose of the RNA virus uh, vaccines 
is also effective, but uh, two is even better. Okay, I'll keep so, that in mind. So take it, just take whatever one is present, whatever one presents itself first. I would imagine that's right. Ken yeah. says take whichever one presents itself first, and I say yes, sir. That's the thing to do. I've got a lot of patients asking me when I'm going to get the vaccine. I did apply for uh, a, a number from the state uh, for a shot site. Um, I haven't heard back from them. I'm sure that every doctor in the state uh, is trying to get that, so they're probably overwhelmed. I would think but, so. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep you informed and updated on that, and uh, I want everybody to know that I want everybody to get a vaccination. Hey, hey this is, you'll like this, Ken. There, I don't know how they did it, but there was a small group of Canadians who uh, got it themselves signed up somewhere down south of the bridge, Braden or Brandonton or Sarasota. They t- chartered a jet and flew down and got their first dose. Did they really? <laughs> They did, and, and, and then headed back home, and they're, they're lined up for their second dose. <laughs> okay. So I, I love it. And uh, I've had a couple of my Canadians ask me uh, if they will be eligible for the vaccine in the United States. Well, you know, if you're in the United States, whether you're here legally or illegally, you're still uh, uh, subject to the same laws, rules, and regulations as the rest of us. So jump in line and, and go to the health department and sign up and and take it you know you can get it yeah we don't and that's that's the older people right now and those who are really sick and as you know in my practice uh, if you're under 65 that's neonatology you don't get to pediatrics until you're over 65 in my practice so (laughs) okay over 65 how, how old are you now ken 62 sir 62 so ken is 62 and so he's uh, he's a preemie. In my <laughs> practice. <laughs> he ain't even a, a pediatric size kid yet. <laughs> so Trump parts ways with some of his impeachment lawyers, and I don't know why he's even wasting money. I wouldn't even put up a defense. Well, that's what I was thinking. Just just ignore it; it'll go away. They'll do their little thing, and that'll be it. It'll be on TV yeah, one night, and that'll be over. Yeah. And, you know, you send Giuliani and, and Dershowitz, and they can say this is all unconstitutional, and you don't have any case. And then uh, they can pack their little uh, briefcases and leave. Have their vote, and it's all over. Yeah, why make and, a big and let, deal? And let the Democrats bloviate for a day or two, and and then it'll be, you know, uh, it'll be a, a no vote anyway. Who cares? Exactly. So why extend it? Let it go. <clears throat> So, yeah, I thought Ken saying just let it go, and I think I agree with him. So, hey, by the way, there's a new COVID drug derived from a rare sea animal, and it's called uh, Aplidin, A-P-L-I-D-I-N, and it comes from a type of sea squirt. And you probably don't know what a sea squirt is. I have no idea what that is, no. A sea squirt is a little animal that hangs on the bottom, and it's like a tubular thing, and it, it squirts stuff out and sucks stuff in and gets algae and eats it. And so um, this is the supposedly the first drug that was developed not by uh, trial and error, but by research and by uh, deduction that this might have an effect on the viral replication, and apparently it does. And they say it's, it's better than remdesivir, which is what we're using now. Uh, oh, gosh, Ken, I've got a Canadian, and he waited too long, an older guy, and I don't think he's going to make it. We've got him on the vent. We've given him five days of remdesivir. He's on 100% oxygen, and it doesn't look good for him. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, and I think that the message here is please, please come in right away. 
you know, the, the, uh, the, the treatment with the monoclonal antibody, the BAM-BAM or the Regeneron, whichever one you get at your hospital, it's so effective. It is so effective, and there's folks. gobs of it everywhere. I mean, it's there, and there's and it's free. Yeah. Now you you have to pay for the hospital's time, but you can negotiate a self pay rate, and they're pretty cheap, probably two three hundred bucks. And you just sit there for four hours. You get this stuff, and like you said, Ken, there's a ton of it out there. We're underutilizing it, and uh, it's meant for anybody who is over sixty five or has any uh, comorbidities like high blood pressure or diabetes or asthma. I mean, even if you're a 22 year old kid with asthma and you come down with the virus, we'll give it to you and you'll be better. So get in there early. Don't wait. Don't wait. And if you're sick, please come in because the sooner we get you, the, uh, the, the better your chances are of surviving this and not being ill for months to come. And as you know, one of our colleagues at the station, uh, is still on oxygen, yeah. and I think he's been out of the hospital for three or four weeks now. So, yeah, no names, but yes. Mm-hmm. No names. It's, this is a no-name game. Yeah. So at any rate, this new stuff is supposed to be 27.5 times more effective than the remdesivir, which Gilead developed. And so it comes from this little sea squirt, a kind of marine animal with some primitive vertebrate features and tubular openings that allow them to draw in and squirt out water, and then they filter out the uh, the uh, algae that they eat and the uh, diatoms, kind of like clams do. You know, they suck in stuff and mm-hmm. blow it out. <clears throat> so this is uh, something that this uh, Spanish, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the Spanish pharmaceutical company has come up with and has tried it on a couple of dozen patients. And uh, it looks like it's a pretty good, a pretty good drug. It's going to interfere with one of the proteins that is necessary for the virus to replicate inside of the cell. So then it'll render the virus uh, ineffective as it uh, once it gets into our cells, as it tries to tries to do its little thingy wingy and make more of itself. So we're going to see if that's going to be a good treatment and i'm sure there'll be more things coming out you know but the speed the rapidity of at which this stuff is coming out is what's amazing uh, i just can't believe how far science has come in such a short period of time so the protein that it interferes with is ef1a1 protein and it's an isoform of the ef1 complex alpha subunit so there you go now you know the whole story and I want there's a there's a quiz afterwards. So <laughs> you better, you better write that hope you've been down. taking notes out there, folks. Ken <laughs> says, take notes, folks. Doctor Bill's not messing around here. We're taking names and and uh, we're keeping tabs on you, bud. <clears throat> so this is a a new good thing, and I think we're going to have a lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, news on this, and, and should be out into the market within a, several months. I hope sooner, but we'll see. Yeah, treatments are just yeah. as important as the vaccine. I mean, if you can get to the point where it's not a big deal once you get it, because it can be treated, oh, yeah, that you, makes you, a whole big difference. Yeah. Think about this, Ken. You know, the the death rate from this is so low. It's so low, but and and the number of people that will benefit from the vaccinations. Uh, of course, it's going to be a great number because then they won't get sick. But even if you do get sick, 99.9% of the people are not going to die from this. However, if you end up in the hospital, you know, that's a week out of your life. You may go home on oxygen for months to come. 
and you may have a pretty long recovery. So uh, it's good to get the vaccine and, and to avoid spreading it to other people because if you're immune, you're not going to have enough of the viral load that you're going to infect other people. At least that's hopefully what we're going to do. And so we've got uh, we've got the new president who says he's going to spend $400 billion to kickstart national COVID-19 vaccinations, $20 billion for a national vaccine program, $50 billion to expand testing. I don't know of what value expanded testing is going to be other than to uh, maybe get people a little earlier. But if you're not symptomatic, why bother getting tested? That's my feeling. Juicing the numbers, you know, you can always juice the numbers. Well, it'll, you know, it'll hire more people. Yeah. You know, Democrats will end up hiring a ton of people. And it'll fund 100,000 public health workers to aid in contact tracing, mm. vaccine distribution, or other needs. So all of a sudden, we're going to be traced. So if you have the, vac- the virus, uh, then there's going to be some healthcare workers that are going to track all your contacts, kind of like we used to do with syphilis and HIV and all that. That'll end quickly because the Democrats, once they start getting tracked themselves, they won't like that. (laughs) And he wants to expand paid leave to more workers so they can stay home if they're sick. Um, I thought we were already doing that, but I don't know. Maybe we're not. I think so. But I've lost track of what is in effect and what is not in effect anymore. Yeah. And yeah, what, what Ken's saying, what is and what is not in effect and... Uh, what actually Trump started and what Biden's going to take credit for. You you know, it's going to be Biden's vaccine, even though the Trump administration kickstarted it. And that doesn't mean that the president actually went and worked on it, nor will this president actually go and work on it. But at least they can get committees set up and get the right people, research people in place. And, uh, but again, I say this, the best way to get this vaccine out is to, give it to the doctors we'll get it out faster than anybody and all this nonsense about there not being enough needles and syringes that's baloney uh about there not being enough healthcare workers to take care of this that's baloney too you know you give it to me in my office and i've got three people right away well if you count me four that can give the vaccine so there's always somebody in the office and it's not like we're going to have a thousand people beating down the doors but what are you going to do, Ken? You know? You'll have me beating down the door. You, my friend, will be at the front <laughs> of the line because I Aww. need you on Sunday. And if you die, you know. Then what good I am I to you at all? I'm getting any, any, any exactly. voice out of you. So, <laughs> you, know, right, you know what I would really. A cup of Joe, I was going to say, we need, some, we need a little Joe. That's right. We need a little Joe. I'll be right back. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Don't go away. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Chinese officials say they've recorded more than 2,000 new domestic cases of the coronavirus in January. That's the highest monthly total since the tail end of the initial outbreak in Wuhan in March of last year. This does not include another 435 infected people who arrived from abroad. Two people died in January, the first reported COVID deaths in China in several months Most of the new cases have been in three northern provinces. Thousands of people on the streets of Russia today. They are demanding the release of jailed opposition leader Alexei Navalny and keeping up a wave of nationwide protests that have rattled the Kremlin. And former President Trump has parted ways with his lead impeachment lawyers just over a week before his trial. 
That's according to two people familiar with the situation who spoke to the Associated Press. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, seven. 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Hello, this is Dr. Bill Handelman for our good friends at Tampa Bay Imaging. TBI provides state-of-the-art MRI and CT scanning with the lowest radiation possible. Most insurance plans accepted and self-pay rates are very competitive. TBI is conveniently located in Tampa and St. Pete with evening and weekend appointments. So call TBI today or ask your doctor. In Tampa, call 813-386-3674. St. Pete, call 727-545-9674. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 800- 555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Take AM860 The Answer with you wherever you go with our mobile app, TheAnswerTampa.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at Radio.com. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa joins me as the Senate hurdles towards an impeachment trial that nobody really wants except the hard left. But nevertheless, we're going to have to endure. I talk with Senator Joni Ernst on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 6 on AM 860. The answer. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Periods of clouds and sunshine for today with a high 74. Mostly cloudy tonight with spotty showers and a low 59. Breezy tomorrow with sunshine in areas of low clouds and a high 61. 
Tomorrow night, breezy in the evening, otherwise partly cloudy with a low 46, and partly sunny Tuesday with a high 55. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Oh, boy. Are we having fun today or what, Ken? Anytime you're playing Fleetwood Mac, you're having fun, Doc. Fleetwood Mac, baby. So we got uh, Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow. Or don't Stop? Or yeah, whatever. just one of the many, many songs on that album that were just fantastic. So. Yeah, and Ken's saying what a great album that was. And that's that, that album was what, Rumors? Rumors, yes, sir. By the way, Ken was uh, a big-time DJ up in Chicago before he retired down here and decided to help me out on Sunday. So, Well, you needed the help, and I said, okay, sure. I did. Ahead. I need help badly. And um, and by the way, my friend Roger is also helping me. He's giving me little tips on moving the camera up and down and uh, uh, my voice and all that. So appreciate that, Roger. And his wife, Angie, said I'll, I'm handsome. So well, there you go. I'm kind of swooning. And my being down here. here has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, they just had nine inches of snow in the last night there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so only I right. just came down for the weather. Came down to be with Doc. That's right. Just here for the weather, baby. <laughs> so they actually moved out of our neighborhood. They were two doors down, and they, they moved to uh, Arkansas. And they're living up in the hills somewhere up there. Close to what's that? Walmart's hometown. I forget the name of it. I, I don't recall either. To tell you the truth. Yeah. At any rate, I'm sure he'll text me in a minute. And uh, but uh, I think it's near Fayetteville, Arkansas, up in the northwest corner of the state, near Kansas and all those other. Don't think I've ever states. been through. Ar- I've never been through Arkansas. Arkansas. There. I've been through every state except Hawaii. Uh, I've been through parts of Alaska. I've hit every state. Every state. Hmm. So. I have been through Little Rock, went through on the interstate, and I've driven through parts of the of the uh, state. You know, parts of it are really beautiful. Uh, it's it's got some low mountains and uh, rolling hills, and then you work your way down to the Mississippi River, and of course, Little Rock's on the I think on the Mississippi. Last I, I recall, I think you're right on that. But like I said, I've never so, been there. So, yeah. So at any rate, so uh, President Joe Biden has lifted the. Muslim banned, and I think there were 11 countries that were not in compliance on their visa applications for their people to come into the United States. And the problem was that although 99% of the people who wanted to come in were coming in for legitimate reasons, there was a small group of terrorists that wanted to get into the country, our country, and and do harm. And so I think Trump wisely uh, had put a ban on that. Well, now the end of the Trump Muslim ban is being hailed by the uh, liberal scientific community as uh, a relief to researchers. And they did a piece uh, yesterday on Sarah Najad, who is an Iranian from Iran, Persia. Uh, and she was going to come over here years ago before Trump came in. And she was going to do environmental research at the University of Toledo in Ohio. Toledo is still in Ohio. It actually, they actually picked it up and took it out of Spain and brought it over here. So Toledo, Spain's no longer there. It's up in Ohio. I had no idea. And you didn't know that. I didn't did know you? that. I had no idea. Did not know that. So yes. So <laughs> you can go to Toledo, Ohio, and you'll feel like you're in Spain. 
not really, I'm just kidding you. But so she had hoped to get back in. And so her, her agonizing wait to get to the United States and do her research is finally over, except you can't travel now because of the virus. So, yeah, you know, you, you can make any decree you want, but the practicality of it. It's something is, else. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and so Smokey Joe, Sleepy Joe called this a moral blight in his uh, January 20th proclamation abolishing it. Oh, good. So let's let some more terrorists in. Uh, I don't mind. I'm well, not a target. Okay. I, well, neither am I. So I think we're both pretty safe here, Doc. Well, I hope that we're safe, Ken. But I'm not sure and, about some of the uh, military installations and things like that yeah, that we have yeah, around Yeah, I think here. the military is going to Now, listen, we may have to harden the, the, the radio station a little bit. They always come after the radio station. So we don't get any incoming. That's right. Exactly. They're near Bentonville, Arkansas, which is the home of Walmart. Yes, we just, somebody just gave us that, that as well. Benton. Yeah. Benton. And named after Sam yeah. Walton. Yeah. Okay. So at any rate, so all these. Probably it's not Walmartville. Oh, yeah. Walmartville. That's it. Bentonville was Walmartville. I think they would have Apparently changed the name. It's a pretty well-developed little town. There's a lot of, a lot of cash there, you know, the, the, the Sam and his family. And I guess if you take all the kids together, they're still, as one person, they're still in the top 10 wealthiest in the world, but. Well, I bet they got a super Walmart there. I think they do. They have a super Walmart. <laughs> so at any rate, all these researchers are saying this comes as a huge relief uh, to tens of thousands of students and scientists already in the United States on single-entry visas who dared not leave the country out of fear that they would not get a visa to return. Oh, my God, those poor people. And uh, so we're so cruel, you know, we're such a cruel, the, the conservatives are just so cruel. We've, we've stranded these people in the worst country on earth. I guess they forced to stay in the United States of America. Forced well. to stay in the United States. Uh, and, and not that any of them really want to go back. But right, exactly. The one in a hundred that, I want Miss Mommy, I want to go home. <laughs> <You know? laughs> They're upset but, because our, you know, our theaters are closed or something. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. Why, why would you want to go back to the farm once you've been to Gay Paris? Exactly. Uh, you know, it doesn't make any sense. And so this policy also aims to reverse and expedite a tortuous and sometimes capricious visa review process. Capricious. Uh, both in clearing a backlog of stalled applications and reconsidering denials stemming from the Muslim ban's implementation. Implementation. But that doesn't mean that you couldn't come from Iran if you were a Christian or a Baha'i or a Hindu. It just meant you couldn't come from Iran if you were a Muslim because there was an improper vetting process to give visas out to people who might be terrorists. Uh, so uh, I, I, I don't understand uh, how the left can be so blind to this. And I don't think that they are. I think they're just playing to their base. Although, as I've said before, you know, it may not be a conspiracy. They may really be that stupid, Ken. <laughs> and and that, that is really a, a, a concern of mine that, that a lot of these politicians and... They're and just that naive? They're, they're just not, yeah, they're just naive or, or they, they just don't, you know, they don't know. Or they're just so busy trying to manipulate their base that uh, they don't really have anything honest to say on the topic. It's, it's more about what, what will get them votes and what won't. Yeah. So 
we've got uh, Trump granting a waiver to applicants from six countries who demonstrate that they that admitting them is in the national interest. Uh, so we've got an Iranian epidemiologist in Florida on a student visa, and he's applied for a green card. But his research on HIV, tuberculosis, and tobacco is deemed not in the national interest, he says. that That's what he says. So, I mean, maybe it's his lawyer, his immigration lawyer, telling him what to do. Now, listen, it's a tough process to, to get get your green card and then uh, get, get your citizenship. And 99% of the people that I know that have, have done this, Ken, have had to hire an immigration lawyer because you can't get anybody to listen to you. I tried to help Jenny Chamblain, who was working for me years ago. I tried to help her get uh, get her, her applications in. And, you know, the, the, these people at the immigration offices, they won't even talk to you. Uh, you can't even get through to them. And if you miss one I or one, you know, miss dotting one I or crossing one T, they, they, they won't even look at it. So you have to get a lawyer because the lawyers will pester them to death and, and they can afford to because you're paying them to do that. You know, I'm not a lawyer. I don't have time to call in day in and day out and pester these people. But um, at any rate, yeah, well, so we're getting all these personalized stories and Iranian vascular specialists. I don't even know what a vascular specialist is. Is that somebody that does research? Is that a doctor that works on, on blood vessels? And not that we have any shortage of that in the United States, but apparently this is a big deal for the scientists and for the left. And, oh, by the way, did you see Fauci said, now that Biden's in, the number of cases he expects they will level off. Okay. <laughs> Whereas a month ago he was saying, they're going up. The sky's not falling anymore. The sky's stopped falling. Is the what sky's not falling anymore. That's right. Thank goodness. Uh, now, that, now that the Democrats are in, the sky has been cemented securely, and we can rest well assured that we'll be safe and sound and snug in our beds. And blue all and the that time. The, That's right. The COVIDs won't get us, and the, the terrorists won't get us. It'll be and, vaccine on the street corners. Well, you can get your, that's right, you can, there'll be vaccine vendors on the street corners, so you can just walk by and, and get that, and I think they've got a free rectal exam set up, too, for that, so you, but I don't know how that's going to work I don't know on privacy and HIPAA. Yeah, well, I think I'll pass on that one, Doc. Yeah, I think I will, too. <laughs> I hope they change gloves between, <laughs> between hey, patients. By all means, wear a mask, for Pete's sake, you know. So now we, we've, we're going to, uh, all these institutions in the United States that were seeking these Muslim uh, researchers uh, are so happy now that they can get Muslim researchers back in the country. I guess, I guess the Chinese researchers weren't good enough, mm. and our domestic researchers, of course, we don't, we don't want them. We'd rather give everything away to the rest of the world. So the candy store will be empty soon, and Ken, we're going to have to suck on lemons. When will we learn our lesson, Doc? When will we learn when our lesson? When will this country learn its lesson? I don't know, Ken, when we will learn our lesson, but um, I think that I think that the day of reckoning is is coming. I, I think we're gonna we're gonna start to see some cracks here and there as the Democrats roll out more and more of their policies. And uh, I'm sorry that uh, Ms. Hadi Najid has had a tough time getting into the country because there is no U.S. embassy in Iran, but uh, whose fault is that? Exactly, yeah. So she had to travel all the way to Armenia. Oh, my. Poor thing. 
poor baby. She had to go to a neighboring country. I hear it's nice in Armenia. Why don't she just stay there for a while? Uh, yeah, what's wrong with what's Armenia? What's wrong with Armenia? I mean, they've got Christians. They've got Muslims. Yeah. They, you know, they got everything. Beautiful architecture. Yeah, and it's a historic part of the world. Sure. And, uh Relatively peaceful at this point. I think they had some terrorist problems, and uh, well, who doesn't? And that's the the Russians had to go in and and you know smack a few butts, but big deal. Yeah, stay in Armenia. It's nice. <laughs> so she says, "I will persevere." Oh, okay. And 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 I shall endeavor to persevere. So if you're trying to, oh, that was written by Roger Stone. And he's a senior science editor at the Howard Hughes Medical Institute's Tangled Bank Studies in Chevy Chase, Maryland. Um, just the length of the uh, of the name there tells me that this is going to be an ultra liberal. Oh outfit. come on, absolutely. <laughs> so what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, in so, two years we've got some more elections, and you start making some moves there. That's what you do. Let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope because you know what this is. Uh, this is a tough situation, and you know I feel bad for people who want to come here and do research. I mean, I, I think this is still the one of the preeminent spots in the world that uh, allows people to do research relatively unfettered. Well, sure, but if you have if it's, if you have good intentions, and that's our belief, but if you have bad intentions, bad things can happen to this country if you start. And we need to know. And we need, we to, know. need to know. Exactly. And we have a right to vet you. Uh, of course, the Democrats say, no, everybody's welcome. We'll take the good and the bad. Why? Why do you want to let terrorists into our country? Exactly. I don't get that. Exactly. I don't get it. But uh, that, that's, that's something that, that we'll have to learn as we go. And, and you know, it, it's just like the World Trade Center. Uh, the warning signs were there. But the uh, both Democrats and Republicans did not take them as seriously as they should have. And uh, I don't know if we could have prevented 9-11, but we certainly could have had more of a heads up on it and, and perhaps have prevented it, if you know what I mean. Yes. I think back then they may have even discounted it was possible, just pull something like that off. But, I mean, we knew about Osama bin Laden back right. in the 1980s because— uh, Oliver North, when he was testifying uh, before the Senate committee on the Iran-Contra affair, uh, then-Senator Al Gore asked him who he thought the most dangerous man in the world was, and he said, Osama bin Laden. That was in the mid-'80s. And, and Gore was like, who? So these people really don't know. No, and, 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 it's, it's, and, if, and, and if you look back at our history, it's like that. Look at, look at um, Pearl Harbor. Yeah, look the at government Pearl did Harbor not believe that. The Japanese could pull something like that off. They simply refused to believe it. Well, I, I, also, you got to remember, too, that the uh, the transmission of, of information was a lot more attenuated than at, well, at, true. at World War II and the, the Japanese threat to Pearl Harbor. So, uh, But the country was in, in a state of, uh, we don't want to go to war. They were, they were in a pacifist state. Yes. Although FDR was trying to move the country to a war footing and had ramped up production, he knew it was for, coming. Right? For yeah, he knew it was coming, and he had ramped up for the Lend-Lease program, which is the program between the United States and Great Britain, which said that we would uh, we would give them military supplies and goods, and they would give us 
money and property. And I think that's when we got the Virgin Islands. So that was part of the British Virgin Islands. I think it's now uh, part of the U.S. Virgin Islands that, that we now call the U.S. Virgin Islands, if that makes any sense. Doesn't it? was but a good at deal. Any, <laughs> any rate, we knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, at least we, we thought it was coming. Did we know there was going to be a surprise attack? Probably not an imminent attack. Probably knew that the Japanese were going to eventually declare war on us and that we would have to ramp up. But how do you get people mobilized? Well, sometimes you got to shoot them. Hmm. You got to shoot a few people to get the rest of the people to wake up and say, whoa, <laughs> hey, they're armed and they're dangerous. That's right. Yes, sir, they and, they're, are. and they're coming after us. Yeah. And they're coming for us. Yes, they are, buddy boy. So you got to be careful who's that in the country. You really do. Not, not that Iran is a huge threat right now, but let's say Iran got a nuclear weapon. And uh, North Korea and Iran, uh, they both uh, are extremely close with China. And, uh, you, you know, you've got China, and then you've got Pakistan and, and Afghanistan, and then Iran. So Iran is, is just two countries away, one country away from China. And the Chinese are actually building roads, enterprise roads, down through Pakistan, and, and they're going to go across to Iran. And they're going to have this superhighway that's that's traversing a, a large part of Central Asia. And uh, you know what? We don't have that. We don't even have diplomatic ties with Iran. Yeah. Yeah, so, that can't be too good. <laughs> no. And, uh, and now yeah. Joe's going to try and get us back into the uh, Iran deal and let them go ahead and finish developing their nuclear weapon. Maybe we can send them some enriched uranium, help them along a little <laughs> faster. You know, and then they can, they can send and it back. The enriched, the enriched stuff. Just send, send the, just send the, the enriched uranium. That's right. We'll, we'll put a return postage on it. How about that? <laughs> and so we'll get it back one way or another. Okay. <laughs> hey, Doc, we're down to about like three minutes here. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my is, God. Where yeah. does the time go? We have so much fun here. <clears throat> oh, it's too much fun. Ken's laughing and, and, and cutting up behind me here. And uh, I'm, I'm going to have to figure i got to get my IT guy over here and figure out what's wrong that, that you're not being heard when I'm transmitting this on Facebook and YouTube. At least we're, we're being heard on Facebook and YouTube, and that's a good thing. And uh, we've, got, uh, we've got some people eyeballing us, so that helps, too, because they can – Roger and Angie can send me feedback, which I'm very appreciative of and very helpful. By the way, I'm, I'm talking with uh, St. Pete MRI about – taking a sponsoring position, so I wanted to give them a shout-out. And they've also got a sleep study lab and MRI, CT, ultrasound, all kinds of imaging modalities. And they've got a 64-slice scanner, Ken, which is uh, fast enough that you can do coronary heart arteries with that. You need at least a 32, and a 64 is even better, and you can actually get a CT scan of the arteries of the heart and see if there's any blockage. So they got that. That's good. You need you need you need a prescription for that, and they've got uh, the latest MRI techniques, and they've got the, they're buying an open bore uh, MRI scanner, so they'll be able to do breast and prostate MRIs, which takes a special coil, and and that's really a, a, a real high tech uh, modality that they'll be offering. So we look forward to getting them on board. I'll give them a little pump out here and hope that they sign the contract this week. <laughs> so we want them on board, baby. About 45 seconds if you want to plug anything, Doug. 
I'm plugging it, Dr. Bill and the toenail gel fungus and telemedicine and Bay Area Medical and Can Care Clinic all wrapped up into one, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Give us a call. It's all easy, 727-384-6411. Canadians, Americans, visitors, toenail fungus, come on in. I'm Dr. Bill, your number one doctor. Thanks, Doc. We'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. I'm out of here.